Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Onstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Jeff Lloyd from the Locked On Browns podcast. What's up, bro? How you doing today, Earl? How was everything? Oh, man, everything is great, man. You know, uh, Andy and Keith told me to go in and step in here for G. I said, you know what? He already had Jeff on the docket. I know Jeff, so we're going to go ahead and have a conversation. Jeff, man, <laughs> go ahead. Hmm? No, we're all good, man. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously a lot been going on here. You know, as everybody's transi- transitioning here in off season mode, but you know, always good to sit down and chat. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> uh, Andrew Barry is going into his fourth draft. Can you assess, in your opinion, how do you think he's done in his last three drafts to this point? I think the the key here is to kind of how you're actually going to look at it. Um, for me, I think it's more. I'm looking at it. You know, some things I'm looking at. I'm looking at it positionally. Um, obviously, if you look at the defensive tackle position over the last three years, it's just something that it's – I mean, you can't fool yourself, can't get yourself, so they just have not got it right. You look at some of the other positions, um, obviously Greg Newsom, Martin Emerson, done really, really well at the cornerback position. Uh, the linebacker position, maybe not so good. Um, as you know, and this year, obviously, a lot of injuries led to a lot of veterans having to play, but I think you know we're going into year three with Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. We maybe don't know as you know much as we we would hope to know at this point. Jacob Phillips, we're going to be going to year four again. Another player that we don't know as much on there as well. Um, the wide receiver, uh, you know, some ups and downs. You know, to get Donovan Peoples Jones as a sixth round pick, and now we're talking about Donovan Peoples Jones as a guy who may have a long term future here. Obviously, really, really done there. Then you look at David Bell. Then you look at obviously you know Anthony Schwartz. Two guys that again here are players that we don't have answers on. Um, you break it down, I think there's been positions where they've done well on, um, and I think there's going to have to be some changes, uh, you know, most certainly, obviously. Um, and then it's, you know, a little bit tough, but difficult because, you know, last year, no first-round pick. This year, next year, no first-round pick. So a lot of that comes down to, you know, what exactly Deshaun Watson does because the investment there is heavy. Uh, you talk about having no first-round pick. I'm one of those people that believe that, I'm okay with the Browns not having no first-round pick. I feel like, you know, if Deshaun Watson turns out to be the quarterback that we hope, I'm cool with that. And I also understand, and you and you know this as well, when you're building a team, and most of the guys that starters in the NFL, they were drafted after the first round. I'm looking at Andrew Barry. You talked about the different positions, the defensive tackle position, the wide receiver position. Let's talk about the wide receiver. Each wide receiver he's taken has been in rounds three or later. Donovan Peoples-Jones seems to be the best of, of that group. We don't really know what we have in David Bell. I think Anthony Shorts, we can write him off as, as being a bust. Is outside of defensive tackle, is that the is that the second priority 
of of getting a guy that's, that that can take the top off? And can you get that guy in the draft? I think there's names, but again, now this is a difficult spot here because you know last year where it seemed where more wide receivers were available, either a in the draft or b trade free agency. There's not as many names out there right now. Um, but of course, it's something you have to pursue because for this you know Browns offense being able to challenge defenses vertically. It's critical. It's the one thing they can't do. Amari Cooper, it's not his calling card. Donovan Peoples Jones is not really his calling card. Um, you know, the tight ends contribute and they contribute well, but you know, vertical is not their game either. They need to find some assemblance of somebody that can challenge that. Now, the question is also with all of this, though, is you can't keep throwing high investments into all of these things. Um, a number one, they just don't have those type of resources. A number two, when you're paying a quarterback $238 million, he's supposed to be able to overcome some deficiencies that you may have. Um, but there's players out there, a guy from Josh Downs from North Carolina looks to be an absolute guy who could totally fit this mold. Um, young man out of Cincinnati, Scott, is a name that is starting to develop through you know, the draft process here and probably should kill the combine, and he's somebody that's starting to elevate. Um, you know, me, if you're going to look, maybe did not go the draft route, maybe a guy like Paris Campbell, uh, maybe a guy like McCall Hardman who's probably going to be a free agent with the Kansas City Chiefs. There's got to be one more guy brought in here. And in some of these positional rooms, you might say, oh, my God, there's a lot of guys there. Yes, but if nobody's proven, you basically got to turn it into a Royal Rumble and make it, you know, give the opportunity for somebody to stand up for themselves and basically stake their claim that they're going to get more playing time. Jeff Lloyd from the Locked On Browns podcast joining us right here on the North Olmstead Cross the Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Jeff, uh, what's your opinion on Jedrick Wills? Do you think the Browns is going to give him a fifth-year option uh, is, is this one of those situations to where, you know, the mistakes can be corrected and, you know, he can get on a trajectory of being a great offensive lineman? Well, I don't know if they're going to pick up Jedrick Wills' fifth-year option. Um, and I think one of the things that maybe clouded those, clouded that picture a little bit was the re-signing of Jack Conklin. Um, because now you have James Hudson in fold. And James Hudson is a player I think they like. I think Bill Callahan's got a lot of good work with James Hudson. James Hudson has put in the work himself. <clears throat> So I think Jedrick Wills is going to go into year four basically betting on himself because unless the Browns move maybe one of the guards, obviously they're not going to move Conklin. They just, you know, just extended him. You have 30 million invested in your two guards. You're going to look to start to save some money somewhere on that offensive line. Um, And right now, you know, talking about all parties involved, it most likely probably would be Jedrick Wills. Just due to inconsistency, I think Jedrick Wills is kind of getting a bad rap from everybody here. His lows are really low, but there are a lot of highs. But, you know, the way it goes here sometimes with this fan base, you know, people, once somebody gets on the wrong side of that line, <laughs> it's really, really difficult for fans, some of the fans of this fan base to let them back over. Yeah, and you know what, Jeff, to be totally honest with you, I'm kind of guilty of that myself. You know, I understand the obligation that comes with this profession, but, you know, I still have a little bit of fan in me. And the fan in me, you know, the fan in me is like, I'm watching this guy and he had a pretty decent rookie season and he just seemed to have regressed. And it's frustrating. It's it's, it's getting to the point to where I don't even want to deal with it no more. Uh, Stand on the offensive side of the ball. Nine times out of 10, Kareem Hunt will not be returning. Is Jerome Ford ready to step in and be running back number two? That's the question as well. And I think there's going to be, you know, somebody added. Um, it was really, really odd if you look at it. You know, the Browns invested $8.5 million in a Kareem Hunt and Darius Johnson. You know, Kareem got opportunities. You know, for Kareem, it just doesn't seem – see, maybe he lost, you know, a little bit of juice. Um, with Kareem, you go back to that second Cincinnati game. It was fourth and one. 
they had to line him up like a traditional fullback just to give him the opportunity to get the yard. Um, and then, you know, Dearness, the whole situation just weird. Obviously, the positives, you know, he was one of the bright spots in 2021 when there were very, very few, obviously. Um, but you look at Jerome Ford, you know, I mean, we're talking about a dozen touches. Um, really, really impressed what he did as a kickoff returner. I think not enough people discuss that. The Browns basically signed Jakeem Grant to be the kickoff returner. First couple of weeks, they had no idea who was going to be the kick returner. They gave Ford the opportunity, and he did a really, really solid job. But to say he's ready to go, um, you know, to say he's ready to, uh, to go in and be viable in pass protection, you know, viable as a receiving option, is a little early to tell. There are some backs somewhere probably in the top 100 that could fit that mold of Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. Um, you know, another player, uh, Mel Tucker out of uh, – Sean Tucker, rather, out of Syracuse. These are both guys who have over 60 college receptions, excel both as runners and receivers. It could be something the Browns have their eyes on if the way they want this offense to go and the changes that are going to be made, if it's going to involve, you know, a, a running back who can be a solid threat in the receiving game. You saw them use Nick a little bit more with Deshaun in the receiving game. But I still think, you know, in their heart of hearts, you know, they have a certain number of touches they you know, want Nick to get per game. They don't want to overuse him. They always want to have him week in, week out, year in, year out. You know, I, I definitely, definitely think, you know, that Jerome Ford's going to get an opportunity, but there's going to be competition for Jerome Ford. Uh, Jeff, talk a little bit about Chad O'Shea. We know he's he's been making his rounds uh, interviewing for possibly becoming a offensive coordinator. Talk about the impact that it would have on his team if we were to lose a position coach like him, and who would step in and assume his role? Uh, it's really hard to tell as far as who would step in. You always wonder where Kate, uh, Coach Kelly Brownson flies in and on this. Obviously, she's always been integral on the in offensive side of the ball, moving around. But if you're going to look at it, and you know, look for you know somebody's going to go on and get a better job. Obviously, you know, you salute him, you wish him well. But, you know, you look at this and, you know, there hasn't been much development from Anthony Schwartz. There hasn't been, you know, anything really right home yet about David Bell, Michael Woods. So, you know, we know what Donovan is. We know what Amari is, obviously. So, you know, for them to maybe lose their positional coach isn't the biggest thing in the world. Obviously, you know, it seems Donovan, you know, who's always been dedicated to his craft, him having a guy like Amari in the room with him just keeps him on the same plane of you know, working every day to be the best player he can for the younger guys. Maybe a different voice isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, these guys, obviously, uh, it's gone slow to this point with Coach O'Shea. So if he gets an opportunity elsewhere, it might not be the worst thing for some of these young guys that are involved to maybe, you know, go a different route as far as learning the position and, you know, what they can bring to this offense. I mean, certainly wouldn't hurt at this point, my guess. You know what? Just hearing you speak like that, a light bulb went off because you're right. The development of the wide receiver position has not been – the best, you know, I, I've been on here for about an hour now talking about Andrew Barry and, you know, some of the groceries that he he's went and purchased and mainly at the wide receiver position. We have not seen anything. Um, you know, I'm a fan of Chad, Chad O'Shea for the simple reason. He makes wide receivers block. And I know like that's a weird reason to be a fan of a coach. But when you got when when you talk about the Browns having a running game that we have, I think that you having guys on the outside who's willing to block, who loves to block, who knows how to block, I think that's a big thing. And I'm pretty sure whatever other coach that comes in, if he was to leave, uh, will probably be able to, you know, teach and, and preach the same things. Jeff, of the unrestricted free agents, and I know we're early, guys have not been franchise tagged, but I'm asking our fans here uh, realistically to give me 
who's on their free agent wish list. Uh, so for you, give me a guy from the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball that's on your free agency wish list for the Cleveland Browns. I would say Paris Campbell is certainly an interesting name. Uh, McCole Hardman is certainly an interesting name. This is a guy I liked even when he went back to Georgia, got drafted higher than I thought he would be, thought he would go in the second round. I thought he could be somebody that would contribute. And if you look at for like somebody who does like, you know, the jet packages, you know, the jet motion, the jet sweeps, obviously that's something McCole Hardman is uh, certainly, certainly excelled in his time in Kansas City. Defensive side of the ball, there's no question about it. It's defensive tackle. This is no secret. There is no way, you know, Jim Schwartz committed to this team. There's no way this team hired Jim Schwartz without understanding that they have to make a significant impact in that room. Um, having three or four guys who are marginal players is not good enough for Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz usually has, you know, two to three guys who are above average. Uh, Deron Payne, it all comes down to whether or not Washington's going to go and make the commitment long term. It seems at worst with, with the Washington situation with Deron Payne, he'll be looking at a franchise tag. You look at the two Eagles guys, obviously Fletcher Cox, uh, you know, Javon Hargrave. Um, and it's a little tricky, obviously, because if the Eagles either A, get to the Super Bowl, don't win, do win the Super Bowl, you know, a lot of times those teams don't necessarily like to break up. And especially a guy like Cox who's been there his whole career, and it's not really about money anymore. Uh, you know, Hargrave, it's a different story. You're interior pass rusher with, you know, you know over double-digit sacks. Uh, they did draft Jordan Davis in the first round last year. Um, so for me, definitely defensive tackle. I think uh, Hargrave is a realistic option. I think uh, Tomlinson from the Minnesota Vikings is certainly a realistic option. They've got to get more into that room. They've got to get confident because the problem is, is you know, the way Jim Schwartz likes to build his defensive defensive line is from the front to the back. And the other thing is, is to have the ability to you know, rotate in defensive linemen, rotate in pass rushers, have defensive, interior defensive linemen who are just pass rushers. It's not going to matter if you can't stop the run anyway. So you're going to need that guy that can contribute right away and get your team into positions where your defense is now playing in second and eights, third and sevens, third and sixes. And the way that's going to happen is by stopping the run. You go to that Falcon game last year, it didn't matter, it didn't matter that Marcus Mariota had a terrible game because they never put him in a position where he had to throw the ball. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, the defensive end position, are the Cleveland Browns concerned, you know, about that position group, or do they believe that a guy like Alex Wright or even Isaiah Thomas is ready to step in and, and fulfill a bigger role? I think if you look at Alex Wright and you look at Isaiah Thomas and if you come away from 2022 maybe disappointed, I think the problem there is just that you had a second defensive end you paid $14 million to and he had less sacks than Taven Bryant. Um if you look at you know, the fact that Alex, Alex Wright was a guy coming from UAD as your third D end, learning a lot of it on the fly, you understand that, you know, what, why he did maybe stand out. I think Isaiah Thomas played better than people gave him credit for. I was a little frustrated that when Chase Winovich came back, uh, Isaiah Thomas wasn't dressing because I think Isaiah Thomas is a more disciplined edge where, you know, he has no problem, you know, getting dirty, you know, setting the edge. Uh, playing the run, I think he was more complete than Alex Wright was year one, which we kind of knew was going to go into that. Alex Wright was obviously a, you know, more of an athletic project that needed a little work. Uh, yes, but I don't think they're done there either. I think uh, most, you know, it's either going to be another solid player brought in through free agency or another maybe top 100 pick because you cannot not have a team where you have 16 sacks for Miles Garrett and then the rest of your roster has 18. And you look at teams who are successful like the Philadelphia Eagles, who had three players individually over double digits in sacks. Yeah, I seen that. That was crazy. I think they had like three guys with 11 plus sacks. Miles yep. had 16, and I think Taven Bryant had what two and a half or three. I got that right. Three. Yep. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. So we definitely need some improvement there. I'm gonna get you out of here on this one. You know, I've heard former Cleveland Browns linebacker DeQuell Jackson speak on two separate occasions on a different network about Jeremiah Wusukoromora, and he truly believes that the Cleveland Browns should just move on. He said he doesn't believe that you know Jock is is a linebacker and that he doesn't have good instincts and he lacks the discipline. Uh, do you believe that Jock is just still a raw talent or he just doesn't have it? I think it's early, and for me, it, it's, it'd be difficult to say he doesn't have it. Because the problem is, is you know, what have we talked about for the last few years with this team is their interior defensive line play, and it has not been good by any means whatsoever. Um, these guys are getting pushed off the ball. Um, and for a player like JOK, yeah, he's not a player that you want sifting through traffic. You don't want him avoiding offensive linemen. You don't want him avoiding black. You want him in a position where it's seek and destroy. And when you're not playing with a defensive line that is good enough where you can take a player like JOK and do those type of things, it certainly makes you wonder what exactly his role is. Um, moving him, I don't think you're going to get much back. Um, and I think the Browns also need to get in a position here where they need to figure out this room because now you've got a lot of players who contributed in this room this year. Um, and towards the end, the room played better. And this were guys who were not here at the beginning of the season. You know, guys were brought in you know, as the season went on. Um, but for me, and, you know, look, and Dequel, obviously a great mind, great defensive mind, you know, joins us a lot on the show. Um, so certainly just credence, if he speaks on something, it certainly deserves, you know, your, your ears, your attention. Uh, for me, just a little early. Um, and a guy who seems to, you know, have a lot of drive, have a lot of passion, seems to be really, really, you know, enjoying his time here. To so just go ahead and move on from that at this point, I'm not ready to do that. I want to see if I can get some better personnel in here to allow him to do what I think he's capable of doing um, and maybe give him maybe basically a fresh start as long as I've got the rest of the defense in order. Jeff, man, I definitely appreciate uh, you taking time out your busy Saturday to stop and have a conversation with me, man. I hope you have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. All the best, Earl. Thanks for having me, buddy. Absolutely. That's Jeff Lloyd from the Locked On Browns podcast joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge, Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.